0: 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Um, okay. My guest right now is uh, Susan Ibitz, and she is a human hacker, which is an interesting uh, title, to say the least. And uh, we're going to find out what that is, and we're going to talk about um, human behavior and all kinds of really cool stuff with, uh, with Susan. So uh, let's welcome Susan to the show. Susan, how are you? Hi, how you doing, Nick? Thank all you right. for having me. Absolutely. Give us a little background on yourself. How did you get this all started?
1: Uh, oh, where to start? Okay, how do you want to know how I ended up being a human behavior hacker or how I ended up in the dark side of the moon?
0: <laughs> well, the dark side of the moon, what do you mean?
1: Well, after all the stories about hotels, I don't know. I'm, I feel like Disney World after that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'm a human behavior hackers, and people had computers. I hack humans, oh, better known as a profiler. I never worked from any agency. I wanted to. When I was a kid, I didn't want to be a ballerina. I want to be a FBI profiler. And with my dad, we play games and who want to have a special superpower and my superpower was to like breeding minds. So we spend uh, endless Sundays watching Colombo and I still play dumb like Colombo when I need to do an interrogation. And I, when I get to the point that I need to go to college is like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I went to a counselor, and he was like, "Oh my god, honey, you're all over the place. I don't know what you're gonna do with your life." And says, "What do you want to do when you was a kid?" I'm like, well, I want to have this superpower. And he started laughing and says, "Oh, you don't want to have a superpower. You want to study behavior and psychology." And like, wait a minute, I can make money having fun. <laughs> awesome. So six months and. My two careers in psychology and law, I found out that I'm highly, highly dyslexic. But since I have a higher IQ than normal, I was compensated all the time. That's the reason I made it to high school. So I was told that my career in academia and to have my PhD by the age of 30 to be um, included on in the FBI is not going to happen so i was really depressed and like always my dad grabbed me from the back of the neck and says, okay honey you have so many ways to go to rome some people fly some people take the train It looked like you're going to be swimming pack your uh, backpack and go around the world looking for everybody who can teach you what you want to be and that's what i did and that's what i've been doing for the last 30 years Um, And I ended up in a way better place than I was before, because before I was supposed to be a profiler for the FBI. Now I learn from them, from the Israeli government, from the CIA and every military interrogator. And now I work with them, I train them instead to be working inside. So actually, my box of expectation get bigger and funnier. And the truth to be told, if somebody would have told me 30 years ago when I was so down for not being able to fulfill my dreams that i going to be having so much fun, I wouldn't believe it. I would have said, change the Kool-Aid because it's affecting you. <laughs>
0: uh, that sounds fascinating. So so you're, you're 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 pretty busy then all the time?
1: um this is my first half weekend off in the last five months basically uh this uh, COVID uh 19 thing has made people like go back like oh my god i cannot see your face how am i going to see your face and like wait a minute the most important part of your face are happening outside the scope of a mask besides the things that i do before to start with that i think it's going to be fair to explain what i do i do body language micro expressions forensic analysis and statement analysis forensic analysis is the way they caught the una bomber in around the 90s is to determine uh, what are the things that you says and the things that you don't say <clears throat> when writing a, a, a letter or even when you write an anonymous letter. Statement analysis is basically what the police does when you give your statement, so you analyze to determine where can be possibilities of deception. I do personality types, like Myers-Briggs, to determine what are your preferences. And I do face reading, a physiognomy, that has been among us for 5,000 years. is used in jury selection and among a lot of other things. Most people start getting known face reading for the Indian matchmaker, because in the second episode, uh, she used a face reader to match someone because she couldn't get through the personality of the person. So, we've been doing it for that. And now I'm specializing in face reading with masks. So, what I'm talking about with this is uh, the shape and the size on the features in your face can determine what is your personality. And most people, the ones who have the luxury to have been born with all the sense, we are used to, to see all the face. So we have this misconception that our expressions or the way that we express happen on the mouth. And actually, the seven universal microexpressions and all the things who allow you to know how the other person is feeling is happening between your eyes, your eyebrows, and your forehead. So besides being training uh, essential workers, um, police, and hostile negotiators, and everybody who needs it, uh, how to read faces and how to understand emotions through a mask. Uh, we have been helping people to do and learn and how to act on virtual body language because uh, 70% of the population is afraid to, to public speaking uh, when you need to see yourself on a monitor for like nine hours a day it's way worse it's freaking out people i know people who need to take a volume or a drink before to get to a zoom meeting it's, it's,
0: it's painful oh okay susan hold on nick the here on 720 wgm and uh we're live in the skyline studio here uh till four o'clock Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred is the phone number it is uh, monday morning uh, Spencer Lee, a Beatles expert, is going to join us um, after 1 a.m. My dad's going to call in and tell a joke as well. Phone lines are open, 312-981-7200. Um, yes. Uh, my guest right now is uh, Susan uh, Ibitz. She is a human hacker um, and uh, can read human behavior uh, very well. And, uh, Susan, hello. Hi. Hi. So, uh, how long did it take you to train to do these, uh, have these skills?
1: Oh, uh, I've been doing this and a study for 30 years. I embark, I am embarking three new certifications, uh, this year and next year, I'm going to start uh, learning how to read lips. So it's never end. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: in order, uh, I was, I was doing a show last week with, um, Um, uh, one of my teachers who uh, is a former military interrogator and she was one of my teachers and we were talking about that when you do what we do you smell breed eat this this is not a career. This is not a hobby. This is a passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you have free time, when you grab a book and read again, what you already learned, uh, you go through internet. And I have two people in my, and my, and my team, who the only thing they need to do is bring me at least 20 studies to read a day. It's not complicated. It's complex because required to practice. It's like, if you want to be a good golfer, you need to practice at least one hour a day. Uh, To my students who want to learn this, I said, okay, if you practice at least once a week and you are part of the private Facebook group that we have for practice, you're going to be okay. You don't need to be uh, profiling high cases. In my case, I'm a civilian hostage negotiator, and I train hostage negotiators how to Profile people to make sure that they can go to 0 to 100 in 90 seconds, because when you have a high-stake situation, you don't have 90 minutes. When somebody is in a kindergarten with a gun going crazy high or losing their marbles, you don't have 90 minutes to wait. You You need to profile and assess that person really fast. So, I, I, for example, this year, I'm going to be doing the key, keynote uh, closing on the Texas, Texas National uh, Hostage Negotiator, training hostage negotiators how to profile people really fast. But I think my, my grandmother died when she was 103 and 48, so I probably have around 52 more years to be pissing off people off and learning new things. So the answer is, you never stop. You need to practice every day, even though today, Sunday, I was listening to your show and I was going through some studies that I want to review tomorrow.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're always busy then. Never stops.
1: Yeah. And even though on the weekends I do pro bono for um, some institutions on the south side of Chicago, helping people to learn how to uh, better understand human behavior, of even though in sales so or in any position they want. So I do pro one on the weekend too. And the best way to learn is teaching. Believe it or not, you retain 80% of everything that you learn when you teach it and only between 10 to 20% when you study. So I try to teach as much, as much as possible to keep my brain going.
0: I see.
1: I see. Some T- people can say, this, I'm kind of too intense. Yeah. And it's
0: right. <laughs> 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 um tell me about um body language and uh some of the, some of the things that people do with their bodies and, and and some of the tells that people have when you're watching someone or you're studying someone what are some of the tells that they have and some of the things that they do where you can uh, you can you know get into their personality pretty quickly
1: I'm going to I'm going to um if you allow me Nick I have 3 myths they're being taught RUN for the last 50 years, and people can re- re- recycle the same. Can we start with that? Do you want sure. that? Yeah, sure. Um, how many times do you hear that 93% of your communication is body language?
0: Uh, I guess uh, I guess you hear it very often.
1: What if I tell you that it's RUN? Okay. Uh, when Meridian did the study, he was a really well-recognized psychologist, and I had the chance to talk to someone who worked with him. When he did the study, it was a control study inside the university, and they made people talk in front of a control study when we call control studies like between 10 and 20 people who was. Perceiving what was happening in front of them. So he says that the people could understand what is going on during that conversation for the tone of the voice and the body language. But never no, was a study to be published but everybody today, even after like 50 years, keeps saying 93% of your uh, communication is body language. Like, for example, you and I were talking on the radio um you write in emails all the time you talk to your customers on the phone how you measure body language when you're talking with someone mm. the words are very important the una bomber wasn't caught because he showed up and says hey i'm guilty no he was caught because what he says on his manifesto and he would avoid to say on the manifesto i studied with the mentee of robert schei who was the person who caught it so without body language putting with words, it's impossible to find the anomalies. For example, if somebody says, uh, what, do you have for, what do you want for dinner? And you don't talk and you shrug your shoulders up, that's mean that you don't know what you want. So if it says, I will love pizza, but I see the shoulders going up or at least one of the shoulders going up, I know it's an incongruency. That's when I can put the things together. So that's one of the first needs So when somebody says everything has to do with body language uh, uh, Do a little more research Be careful who you're reading from And all those magazines who make articles Only to get letters on the page Be really careful Another thing, Nick How many times somebody told you You need to mirror everyone And everything they do So they're going to like you
0: I've heard that a lot too
1: well, you just committing suicide. You know why? Do you know that we have seven micro expressions, universal micro expression, that from Darwin, from 1872 to today, they are being studied. So, some of those expressions has to do with, for example, contempt. Contempt has to do with boredom, has to do with feeling superior to you. But you know what? The ninety percent of the people confuse smile with contempt who happen in only one half of the face. So it's like, you see like when you smile with half of the face only, like, hmm, I got you. Well, imagine that you're in a situation, you are clueless and somebody told you you need to mirror everyone and everybody going to like you. What if what you're mirroring is an expression that is rejection? How you establish rapport with someone when you don't know what you're doing? Do you know that blind people, born blind people, and people who haven't been born blind, they have the same micro expressions on their face and body language when they're lost, they win, or they feel sad. Mm. That's meaning coded in our brain. I don't need to know what my brain is reading. But if I mirror on everything that you do, first, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to look ridiculous. Like, seriously. Mm
2: -hmm. Sometimes
1: I see people like, are you trying to mirror me? Like, oh, they told me like, no. I don't know what you're doing, but you look weird. So it's another way to mirror people that is way more effective. Ask me any question. It can be private, uh, whatever you want to ask me.
0: Any question? Any questions. Uh, okay. Um, um, uh, uh, what was the last case you had?
1: The last case I had was what I did that is I mirror with words mm. If I would uh um a kidnapping, it's like, okay, I cannot relate your question with my answer, but if I says the last case I have was or the last case I am working on is meaning that it's a better way and simple way to mirror someone you don't need to be trained by somebody like me in order to do it. It's easy to do it. It's like, you know what? If you know how to date, you know how to sell. If you know how to sell, you know how to date. I always, there's so many things that compare on that. So when you want to make the other person feel that you really listen when what they're saying, you need to start mirroring the, world, the words. The worst things you can do to a human being is make them feel invisible, So when you try to establish rapport with someone, when you try to get a connection with someone and you don't pay attention to their needs because you're talking more than when you listen, you make the other person feel invisible. Uh. You don't need an expert to tell you that. Just be careful. And the third myth is if you don't know how to do a baseline, meaning... If I don't know where your eyes going, depending on what is your own process, when somebody look on the right or the left, doesn't mean they're constructing the reality or telling you the truth. For example, I'm a visual person, so every time I try to recall something, I close my eyes and lower my head, so I'm completely out of the deviation. So I know that people start, still still. Teaching you that depending on when your eyes are looking, it's if you're lying or not, that can get you in trouble. Imagine that you're trying to establish rapport with a client and to know if you're about to close a deal, and you suddenly see the client look to the left. Well, if the person is right left left-handed, that change. What is the uh, What is the baseline in your face is different. So you need to be really careful with those things. And again, there can be polish. And the last one. If I cross the arms when I'm talking to you, I'm um, close to you, I'm um, positive to you, is positive or negative?
0: Uh, I would say negative.
1: Well, what if I tell you that when I'm about to close a deal with a client, and at the moment to make the decision, the person closed the arms, I know we get it. Oh, okay. Now, let me, let me explain why. The only two times that you're two part of the brains, every situation that we get in life is emotional and rational. So if you're to buy, if you want to meet someone, if you're going to make a decision, there is a mix between rational and emotional. So the only way that the rational and emotional part of the brain can get together is when you're crossing your arms. So if he says, uh, uh Susan, um, do you want to come back to the show? And I cross my arms, tilt my head. Is because I'm thinking what next week or what next day I can be up late because I need to, I'm going to, be, I'm going to be talking to you. So it's positive. So when you see somebody just crossing their arms when they need to make a decision and you don't see anything weird on the face or pulling the body away from you, you just shut up. The person <laughs> is making a decision. If you keep talking,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what you do is you're affecting my way to think. Have you ever went to a yoga class? I have not. Well, um, I try. I'm dyslexic, so it's impossible for me. But one of the points is when they try to make you get balance, like standing on one feet, they make you cross one of your legs in your arms. Right, Because that's the only way the two brains work together. So just only for your audience, four mates that you not need to pay attention if you don't go deeper. Now, if somebody cross the arm, suddenly put a bad face and pull the body away from you, that's when you have problems. That's when the, the person doesn't trust you. Because in either way, is the only way that we use forty percent more of our brain when we make decisions? Yeah. Either the positive, or either because I have a rejection in front of uh, about you or something you told me and I don't trust you.
0: <sighs> Susan, Susan, hold on for a second. Hold that thought, okay? Hello, Nick DiGilio here, seven twenty WGN, live in the Skyline Studio, eighteen stories above beautiful downtown Chicago. It's a Monday morning. Here to 4 o'clock, coming up after 1 o'clock, Spencer Lee is going to join us. He is a Beatles expert. We'll talk some Beatles with him and more. We've written a bunch of books, too, um, that cover a lot of subjects, so it's going to be fun to talk to him. Uh, my dad's going to call in and tell a joke because it's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a Monday morning. Phone number is 312-981-7200. We always play back some classic clips from the Johnny Carson Show. You can see the Johnny Carson Show every night on Antenna TV. I highly recommend that you do that. Uh, We're going to go back to 1987 and listen to some stand-up from Paula Poundstone this morning. 312-981-7200. That's our phone number if you would like to join us. Um, My guest right now is uh, Susan Ibitz, and she is a human hacker. And we're talking about reading human behavior, body language and such. Um, And uh, it's uh, fascinating stuff. So let's get uh, Susan back on. Hi, Susan.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me back.
0: Okay, absolutely.
1: Um, It's always good they want you back after the commercials, meaning that at least you have been saying something that people want to keep you listening to.
0: Yeah, no. This is fascinating stuff. I really, I really uh, believe this. It's it's fascinating. Now, you offer to teach people, correct, on how to read how to read people. How does that work?
1: Um, I do do things. I do consulting and I do teaching and I do a lot of research. For example, now we have the only. Do you know the only research being done around the world and how to read faces with masks is the one we are doing. Nobody else is doing it because. Mm. Uh, we find out that that any AI or any kind of uh, artificial intelligence is going to take 18 months to read faces and emotions with masks. And a human being can learn to do it in six hours. Wow. So we conducted our own study. We didn't take grants from anybody to do it because we don't want to get biased or we don't want to get tinted because after we have the 300 people that we're collecting to read their faces send them the report the phase two is going to be teach them how to do in six hours they're going to give us back feedback and we do we're going to do the first free training for everybody who want to take it and how to learn how to read emotions and faces with masks because we're living in a froze society so if we can do something to make you feel more safe more than welcome people think that mask is related oh oh my god you're gonna mock me so yeah we have been teaching a lot of people how to do virtual body language and how to understand emotions with mask that
0: has been like my bread and butter from the last five to six months okay all right what are the challenges with reading someone who's wearing a mask what are some of the what are some things that you have to do differently than if they're not wearing one
1: what happened is that we are concentrated too much too much and um, watching the mouth, and actually, the, the real smiles do not happen in the mouth, happen on the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's called Shen smile with this crazy dude who put a lot of electrical conductors and people in the, at the end of 1800. And he found out that the real smile, smile is when you have CrossFit. I can be showing you, and I do it in my classes, Then I put a smile, <clears throat> and I cover the top of the face and the lower of the face. And I ask people, like, what is the real smile? And sometimes people confuse the, 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 the part of the mouth showing the truth that, like, real smile. But when you show the upper part of the face, you realize that person is serious. So smile, fear, anger, surprise, everything happening in your eyebrows and your eyes. So when we have a, a mask, we have this first perceptions like, I don't know, you eating sugar every day. And suddenly the doctor says, hey, you know what, Nick, you need to stop eating sugar. Mm-hmm. The first five days are crazy, like your body craving it. Like, yeah. oh, my God, what am I going to do without sugar? And you suddenly realize that there are substitutes and another way to live without eating sugar. Well, living in a society with a mask is the same. The most important thing happening in your face, happening in your eyes, that I know is a cliche, but it's a reason they say the eyes are the window to the soul. If I can see your ears, your forehead, and your eyes, I can do a 25-page report about who you are and how you are, and top of that, reading emotions. Wow. All the experts that I work with, like Janine Driver, Lena Sisko. Janine Driver is really well-known. She has two um, New York bestsellers, and we work together. Lena Sisko is the former military interrogator. And we, um, we are pairing, to with um, Michelle Dresshall. She was um, trained by the government in how to do handwriting analysis. And the last time that we met, we was like, yeah, I don't have any problem reading faces with masks. Yeah, it can be done. Wow. We need to stop being afraid and start thinking, like, okay, wait a minute. If I look myself in the mirror, and I will ask to everybody who's listening to go to the bathroom, put a mask, and start doing expressions on the mirror. And start seeing how your eyes move. Mm
2: -hmm. Start
1: seeing how your body moves. And when you start learning from yourself, and you start learning how your eyebrows move every emotion, now you can start identifying others. That is a homemade training, how I call homemade training. <laughs> yeah. But if you put a mask and you go in front of the mirror and start doing expression, or you're laughing, or you watch watching videos, and you cover the lower part of the video, and you see how people are expressing, you can read those emotions. If I'm afraid of fear, my eyebrows are going to go up. You're going to see the, the wide part of my eyes so we need to stop thinking like oh my god what i cannot see and start concentrating what we can see if you talk to people who lost their hearing the the hearing or the, the 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 ability to talk or the ability to see even though on the mid 20s or 30s they develop other senses i have a friend who lost his earring when he was 30. And I live in the forest, and I live near to the train, uh, the train stop. So sometimes when he's home, and says, oh, the train is coming. Like, how do you know? Don't you feel it? Like, no. He has a sens- sensation on his skin. He can feel things. And he's a, believe it or not, he's a ball, uh, ballroom dancer. Hmm. He feels the music. He can dance being completely deaf, and he actually compete uh, internationally because he feel the music. So we need to start feeling the feelings instead to paying so much attention in what I not seen in your face.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, listen, how many people do you work with when you're training?
1: Uh, the biggest group that I can manage it's around fifty. So because I do training like. Um, Practice, I, my trainings, um, I've been called odd, quirky, weird. I always wear in black, black nails. I have like wither spiders, uh, skull, uh, a skull, uh, tattoos and I collect skulls and like, yeah. So I have all this mystery thing going on. <laughs> so I, uh, I like to do uh, trainings in a different way because we learn as an adult when we have fun and when it's, it, you gamify, gamify, you do gamification. So the maximum group that I can work with is 50 people because I separate in 10 groups of five where people can read each other and they can assess each other. And always the idea is to try to have as much fun possible because actually you learn more when you have fun.
0: Okay. I've, uh, I bet that's true. Okay. Uh, Susan, hold on. Right. Your hands Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we're live in the Skyline studio on a Monday morning. That means my dad's going to call in and tell a joke a little bit later on. And we're going to talk with Spencer Lee, who is a Beatles expert. That's coming up after the news at 1. 312-981-7200. That's the phone number if you would like to join us. Uh, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom here on WGN. Right now we're talking with uh, Susan Ibitz. She's a human hacker uh, and studies human behavior. And uh, body language and things like that. Hello, Susan. Hi. Hi. Uh, you, you know, the, the, the training that you do, some of the things that you teach, um, a statement forensic analysis. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, do you know what is the difference between home and house?
0: Uh, no, I guess not.
1: Home is where your heart is located. House is where you hang in your clothing. So uh, I'm going to give an example. Then I do, uh, and I did a case with an insurance company. A person says, "I left, I left, um, I left work. I went home. When I get home, I realize I don't have butter to do my uh, my potatoes. So I left the home, and when I come back, the house was on fire. So use home, home, home
2: uh-huh.
1: until the, the house get on fire, meaning that he set the fire." He detached from himself. It's not the same that says that car, but my car. For example, if I says, my husband, Robert, and I says, Robert, why I say, my husband, is a different. It's the proper introduction. If I says, my husband, Robert, I'm telling you the name and the title. If I says, Robert, uh, you don't know what's going on. If I only says, my husband, I only give you the title. So the words we said has a lot to do. And what happened with that is our brain takes 30% longer to construct a lie. So when people lie, tend to do it on the first, uh, um, on the present tense. They don't use the past. Mm. I, I... have resolved cases and like oh wait a minute don't don't hang up I already know what is the problem here yeah uh, yeah go back here because it's something that is doesn't suit me like well why he's using a present tense when he's telling how the money disappeared from the cashier <laughs> go back he has something to do. Maybe it's not responsible but maybe that person knows who did it. We tend to, when, because when you remember things, if I tell you what you did yesterday or what you did Saturday, you're going to talk on the past. But if you need to make it up because it never happened before, you're going to start talking on the present. That's the reason most confessions, and again, I didn't work with, but I studied with. Um, Lena Sisko was an interrogator in Guantanamo. Mm -hmm. actually she was one of the only females and guantanamo doing interrogation she get more with a a spoon of uh, honey than a punch in in the chest and she always make people confess and when people when she asked why you confess because you were so nice to me then i felt like i need to tell you the truth so more confessions happen between the place that you move in the, 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 the subject from the, where it is, the place it is until the confession room then inside the confession room is in an informal conversation. You can get so much information. for example, if it says, "Nick, do you like the beach? Uh,
0: what was that Do you like the beach or the mountains?: Oh the beach. Uh, I, I would rather be in the mountains.
1: What do you like about the mountains?
0: Uh, the more secluded. I'm not crazy about the beach. I don't like the heat and I don't like the sand and stuff like that.
1: So now I have more information for you asking you an open-ended question. First was, do you like the beach?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And after that, it says, do you like the beach or the mountains? You says one. So my second question was, what is about the mountains that you like? So now I have an open-ended question. I can collect information. You're probably an introvert, even though are you working on radio, you probably like to do your time alone. So it's a lot of information that I can get to you when I do questions that are open to dialogue. Sometimes you need to call actions where the people say yes or no. But if I do only questions, their answer is going to be yes or no. I'm never going to get information. And people love to talk, and they love to talk about themselves. The best way people harm themselves is when you let them talk ego. What we call in confession ego up. Is it? Yeah, you're too intelligent for me. I'm never gonna find out where you did it, how you did it, and that's when they start talking. That's why you just sit and wait for it. Mm. Wait for it. It's coming.
0: Okay. Uh, we have a, we have a caller, uh, Susan. Here's uh, Mark on WGN. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, my right eye is already gone and my left eye is facing three retina surgeries in which I will either go totally blind or I'll have my vision restored. I also have perfect pitch, which means
3: I follow human inflections with it. And I also see colors with music and
0: voices, and I will still see them if I go totally blind. My question to your guest is, are there conditions under which being totally blind would enable me to read people better, or would it always be desirable to have my vision restored? I'm going for it. Yeah, go ahead, Susan.
1: Okay, Mark. I would say that first of all, I'm so sorry for what you're going through, uh, because when when somebody's uh, born with a condition, is it's easy. Then when you uh, slowly lose it. <clears throat> Second of all, you're going to start uh, developing a better sense of understanding words, tone of the voice. If I says, for example, Mark, hi, Mark, how are you doing? Hi, Mark, how are you doing? Hi, Hello. Mark, how are you doing? It's a different on the tone. So you're going to start developing. Do you remember when I says about the 93% and the confusion that the words are not important? <clears throat> Again, you get more confessions when you pay attention to the words. So you're going to probably start developing a sense to start listening to things that other people don't. You're going to start paying attention to the tone. You're going to start paying attention to the words. Uh, A new world is going to be around you, and if you... I'm sorry, it's late, and I've been talking all day. Um, If you start paying attention to words and start practicing and I start practicing and listening to videos and listen to uh, debates like Nixon against Kennedy. You know how was the approach, who was the, how how ended. If you know how to start listening to that, you're going to develop a sense. The most people who have all the sense, they don't have.
3: So I'll just deep in what I already have.
1: I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't he hear it.
3: He said, "He'll, say, he'll, he'll say, I'll, I'll just deepen what I already have."
1: Yes, um, but you know what? Uh, if I need to evaluate someone' a sense of um, feelings or, or if somebody lying to me, I would. Uh, I would go more for the words they use than the body language they use. Because when we are kids, how many times happen to you that, um, for example, your father says. Um, that uh, your boss is calling saying if you're okay don't tell him i'm barbecuing tell him i'm sick or oh, don't tell your dad that we went to the mall i'm gonna get you mcdonald's so what happened is we have learned with time to control our emotions and control our body but nobody tell us tell us how to control the words so I would say that if you keep practicing and you keep listening, and you can have a lot of audiobooks talking about these, and you talk, uh, and you can get audiobooks about a statement analysis or forensic analysis, you can develop a way to determine if somebody's deceiving you or is dishonest with you by only the words on the tone. So I would say keep working on that because you're gonna develop a high sense of understanding than anybody else around you.
0: Okay. All right, Mark, thanks for the call. Here's a quick call from Sue on WGN. Go ahead, Sue.
1: Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you for
3: taking my call. Um, Yeah, I I just mentioned that um, I have a friend of mine. He's uh, been blind since birth, and uh, that... Again, uh, well, since we cannot look into each other's eyes, like you were, like I was, just li- listening to the earlier, earlier call, that um, the tone of voice and how to communicate with each other more effectively that way. Um, I'm sorry, I lost, uh, I that
1: question. Where was it? I'm
3: sorry about that. No, I no, I have a friend of mine. He's been blind uh, since birth. We're good friends. And that sometimes, I mean, since, you know, there's not that eye contact there, the modulation and voice and how to maybe uh, communicate better with each other.
1: Um, have you ever tried to put his hand on your face so they can uh, see you know, and, can see you
3: smiling? You know, I, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, I have asked him about that, and he um, he doesn't... He doesn't like to do he doesn't like to do the that that face touching as much
1: I mean Okay but I, you, you know what everybody, everybody have their own preferences, and some people they don't like to do it. uh I would say try to work on the emphasis on your words, and I'm sure if you talk to to your friend on the phone, it's gonna be the first person says, "What is wrong with you like nothing like yeah your your voice sounds different, so it's gonna be a person who's gonna catch in your voice really um Really faster than any other of your friends or people around oh yeah, around you. So Howard says that when you talk to him, uh, emphasize the words that emphasize emotions. Mm-hmm. I miss you.
0: I care
1: about you. Make sense what I'm saying, Sue? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Because maybe for you, because you see the emphasis on the words, you don't pay as much as much attention as he paid to you. So it says practice to try to emphasize and the tone of the voice and try to give um, a wave of colors on the words. I always say, our boys have colors. Uh, it's oh. like music. We yeah. can work in our words. Yeah. So when you want to communicate with him in on a, on a way that he can understand, try to use the tone of your voice to emphasize what you want to tell.
0: Okay. Susan, uh, we're uh, just about out of time. Uh, I want to thank you. Is there a website where people can go to and then uh, and maybe sign up for training?
1: Yes. It's humanbehaviorlab.com. That's where we're doing the study about face reading. And okay. if you want to buy the prepackaged training, it's com.
0: There you go. All right, Susan, a pleasure talking to you. Fascinating stuff. Thank you. Thank you,
2: Nick. Okay.
0: Let's get to the news right here on WGN.